everything's fine and it simmers, but you're like, I still have a weird feeling in my tum tum, and I don't know how to process this. One hundred percent. That it was of like, oh my god, his dad yelled at him. Welcome back to another episode of Escaping Reality, where friends get together to talk about reality competition shows. And this is our final recap episode of Survivor Season 45. It was episode 13, Living the Survivor Dream. We don't know who said it. If you know, DM us. (laughs) My guess is Jake, but I have no idea. So... Yes, we're here to recap the finale. It's been a a long season, especially with 90-minute episodes. So there's actually we've actually recapped more in the same amount of time. So we enjoyed the um finale. We all wa- well, Anna and I watched live. Aggie just watched. Wow. Well, I was going to say like we all watched at different times and then I was like, "Well, actually, just Aggie watched." No, actually, you're just calling me out. <laughs> in every way gosh I love you so much Stacey you're my favorite I'll never, person I'll never understand how Aggie avoids spoilers for more than like three hours as soon as it's I open because, my Instagram it's like because secret I don't follow any survivor people <laughs> on my personal account I keep it all housed in escaping reality pod because I don't want spoilers <laughs> so I just go to the escaping reality Instagram when I want survivor information oh because God. I'm like I can't have spoilies my Instagram <laughs> needs to be about Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey and Heartstopper. I can't be about anything else. Very specific uh, interest there. <laughs> oh, and Broadway. I, but it can't be about anything else. Oh my gosh. I just, oh, I, yeah, I just don't think I would, I would last. But anyway, we've all watched it now. So we're ready to talk about it. We all have lots of thoughts. So let's dive into it. So I'll start with my initial thoughts on this episode. I thought it was a great finale. Um, I know last episode we kind of talked about like how we could really see any of the last five winning like it just seemed like all any of them you know if the conditions went in their favor like could argue their case so it's always nice to start like that um but as the episode went on I felt more and more sure (laughs) that it was going to be D like there was just no way it couldn't be D so definitely happy for her I do think she played a great game which we'll get to um, but yeah, I mean, the episode, it had multiple challenges. It had the little like challenge for the advantage as well. Um, it had, you know, lots of emotional confessionals and the jury finally got to speak. So, I mean, it had pretty much everything I would want in a finale, um, you know, except it didn't have the real um, after show. It just it's, we're still doing the the pizza and champagne. So but aside from that, yeah, it had everything I would want. And um, I even thought like Final Tribal, I wasn't like, yes, I thought D deserves it. But I, st- Jake said some things that I thought the the tribal counts, the jury loved. Um, Austin was, you know, pretty secure in his argument as well. So it also just seemed like, you know, they came to to put their best foot forward, which I always like. I don't like when it's just so obvious that at least one person like knows they shouldn't be there (laughs) and it's just kind of there because we have to have three. So anyway, I thought it was a great episode. Um, We even got some sass from Jeff. (laughs) So what else could you ask for really? 
All right, Anna, what about you? What are your thoughts on the finale? So much sass from Jeff, but we love it. Um, Okay, I think now that everything's over, and I've seen some other people say this, and I do believe it to be true, um, which is just the fact that of the new era seasons, I think this has been the best. Like, I, it's not that I didn't like the other seasons or that the winner wasn't as good, but I think as a whole package, this particular season... I feel as though we may have found our footing in the new era and not in small part due to the cast on this season, but I also think the balance and the pacing of like the season as a whole, I know there were some episodes that we were like, Meh, that was boring, but like the way that it played out overall, I thought was really compelling. I thought it was really interesting. I loved this finale. I don't remember enjoying a finale this much in a while where like there were certain things that did feel not predictable, but that I was anticipating maybe because I was rooting for certain people and they, you know, pulled through, but there were surprises. Like I did not anticipate Austin getting final votes. Like that genuinely shocked me. And I'm sure we'll talk about it, but like, I wasn't watching and being like, oh, duh. Like things still surprise me, which I think is a sign of a great finale. Um, Wow. The Jake show. Wow. 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 My baby boy. Picked him first in my draft. He's come so far. He didn't pull through all the way, but like, I think I said a couple weeks ago, he was definitely the narrator this season, in my opinion. And to see the story conclude through his eyes, I think was really nice. Um, I loved what we saw of him. And he had the best one-liners, we can't even lie. Like, and expressions. That's just my opinion. Um, Yeah, I thought Final Tribal was great. I'm I'm interested to talk about it with you guys because... You can speculate so much, but then like it's so different when you actually see how the jury behaves and speaks to them and is reacting to them. Um, I still wish they would be a little bit pettier like they were in the old days, just for the fun of it, just for the drama. But I'm interested to talk about Final Tribal with you guys. And yeah, I don't know. I feel good. I feel sad that it's over. I'm happy with how it went. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Final Three, baby. Team Anna. (laughs) How do we keep doing this? How do we keep, why do we keep meeting like this? Hello? Are we okay? I'm not. That's wild to me. It's crazy. Oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh man. I was the first to have all my people out. So. Rip. Rip. I mean, I was right after you, Stacey. You act like I Immediately after. Like you act like I got so much further than you did. LOL. Aggie. I literally said at my TV, let's go. Yikes. Like, sorry, Katara, but when you went home, it was, you know, we clinched the win for Team Anna. Oh my God, again. All right, Aggie, what are your thoughts on this finale? Um, I'm going to try and be succinct because um, I know we got a lot to get through. I, you guys know, I was a Debbie Downer last week. I was not in a good place about this season. And I actually think the finale saved it by a lot um I think it was compelling from a story aspect for all five of them I thought even when things went wrong I'm talking to you Katora love you girl when maybe a mistake was made you still felt like there was valid reasoning behind because they showed you what that person was thinking um I feel like everybody really wanted it um there were surprise. I think you said it really well, Anna. There were surprising things about it. I didn't think Austin was going to get that many votes. 
I honestly didn't think he would win final immunity. Like I didn't think that they would let a pair get that far. Like, I don't know. There were a lot of things that were surprising and I don't know. I was just really compelled by everybody's um, stories and how they went about just, I thought the pacing was so good. I was really invested in the after show and I hate the after show so I don't know. I just maybe it's these people. Maybe it's the way that they came about. I also thought Final Tribal was one of the best we've had in a while. I would like to vibe check Jeff for calling it a quote unquote war because that's not what I felt it was. But I do think it was people holding them to the coals a little bit, not in like a sassy, petty way, but in a way of like, I want you to fight for this. And they did. But war is not the right word. And honestly, Dean Austin and Final Tribal was the best part of the episode. So there we go. I tried to be a minute. Might have made it 30 seconds longer, but she turned around in the end. <laughs> okay. Well, those are our initial thoughts, but let's go ahead and talk about where the episode began. Um, so, you know, remember that the episode before the tribal council, uh, Drew was voted out and Austin was shocked. So this episode starts with D having a talk with Austin, explaining why she, you know, she couldn't really tell him, um, seeing if he's upset. Austin doesn't seem upset. <laughs> he seems like, he's like, yeah, I mean, I probably would have used my amulet for him then. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do for the game. So it seems like they are still, you know, the lovebirds are going strong still. Um, but then we also have Katura kind of pointing out like, how did we let a showman's get this far? Did How did we like not really realize this till now? <laughs> and what do we do to break this up? Because this is this is a problem. So she's kind of talking to um, Julie and Jake about that. So that's the night um, of Last Tribal. Um, I couldn't remember much more besides that. So next was um, the next morning. But I don't know. Do you all have just any thoughts on the fallout from the previous Tribal? And how I think it was okay. very compelling for their showmans to make me think it was actually legitimately that they actually liked each other. <laughs> um, because up until this point, I was like, this showmance is nothing. Um, I will say there was a few things in this. Honestly, it was mostly about Dean Austin. And I turned a corner on their relationship, guys. Shocking. I know. I turned a corner. Um, but... Austin, I did notice in this conversation with D, he also said he had two number ones. And is this something dumb that the two of them came up with together? Because again, for the third week in a row, that's not how numbers work. And so <laughs> I just don't understand. Um, but they both, they openly said it to each other and I'm confused. But also let's not call our boyfriend or girlfriend our homie. It's weird. Okay, there we go. That's it. <laughs> you know what else is weird? Saying we need to break this showman's up and not doing it ever, <laughs> never ever. Well, but I also think talk it's a sense later, like, and she wanted to, and but then she didn't. But okay, but we're gonna talk about it. Also, you know, it's, I, I get it's it. It's the eleventh hour, like it's the eleventh hour. You, you should have known. You got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of them. But I also think it's a product of the fact that like we keep saying the showman's, but. Again, they haven't kissed. Really thought they were going to kiss this episode. And I know they want to stay private of like what's happening after the season's over. But like, I need to know if you've kissed (laughs) now that the game's over. No, they definitely kissed kissed immediately upon brushing their teeth. I thought they would do it at least like 
the morning of final tribal, but whatever. Um, <laughs> but I do think that like a hallmark of their showmance and their alliance is like, they didn't seem as threatening as a pair because they weren't fully working together. Like even this conversation was to reconcile the fact that like D didn't tell Austin what was happening and mm-hmm. for good reason. And because it was a good move, but like, they're not a thick as thieves ride or die alliance. And they never really were. And I think that's why people maybe didn't see them as such a threat. Um, so I can understand being like, okay, well, why do we really need to break them up? If like D's already keeping secrets from Austin and like, like they're already kind of doing it themselves, but oh shoot, I had one more thought. Was it about the two number ones? Cause I feel like we talked about that maybe oh no it's just about the fact that austin's so casual about everything Mm. like he doesn't care he's not pressed he's not mad he's like no i get it and you were right i would have done this he's the way i think we were texting stacy being like the way he's looking at her as she's telling him this like he's even more attracted to her now that she made this move against him and his literally that but i think also he's smart because why would you take this opportunity to get mad at d when like She's taken you to the end. And you probably know that. I don't know if I should give him credit for that because I don't know if he was thinking that. I don't have faith that that's what he was trying to strategize with. But it is a a point to be made. Like, why get mad at Dee? She still has the power. You're so close to the end. She'll probably take you. Mm -hmm. I also think um, they weren't as threatening because they did bring this up in Final Tribal. I know I'm skipping ahead. But they didn't really start feeling like hey, we kind of actually want to date like we like each other until like day 1920 and Final Tribal is day 26. So it's, it's a week. It's a week that they've been feeling like, oh, maybe we want to date. So like I kind of get in that regards why they were less threatening. It's like people maybe picked up on the sparks, but they were like, they're not, it's not affecting the way they're playing this game. Mm-hmm. But the way it was edited into the episodes made it seem like they'd been in love the whole time. It was a week. It was one week. Well, and I think that's why Katura was kind of like, we, none of us noticed this till now. <laughs> like she noticed on the mm-hmm. board with them, you know, because they, I mean, they did have their hands, like they were holding hands on that helicopter. Holding hands. <laughs> but I think she was just like, wait a second, like, when did this happen? <laughs> and like, now look at us. Like, and it's just, I mean, we're going to obviously talk more about Katura too, but. I don't remember if it was here or a little later where she has a confessional and she's like, or she might be talking to Jake, but she's like, one of them's going to win the next immunity. They're going to take the other one to fire. Like there's only room for one of us now if we don't get them out. And she's like, she basically predicts exactly what happens. So yeah, it just seems like it's like they didn't, cause who, okay. Like I get sending Drew home, but it almost seems like they should have sent one of those two home and then Drew. And that was the issue. okay well so the next morning um they're just like sitting there looking at the water (laughs) and then all of a sudden someone's like what's that box (laughs) and i'm like was the box placed (laughs) like did they not see it till that exact moment (laughs) because literally jake is just like a box but anyway it is a box it has some instructions and they realize they're gonna have to like it's a challenge to get an advantage for the next immunity challenge. So they're going to have to run to three different stations across the island, uh, count the amount of things in there in each station. So there's crabs, uh, coconut, and bamboo. And then whatever number they count, 
they will use that to unlock basically for a combination to unlock a box um, and get an advantage. And so they do that. They are running around the island, counting things. D and um, Austin are working together, which seems like it's helping them. But it turns out to be Jake who wins. And Jake uses a very interesting, um, what's the word? Strategy um, of like, once he counts the correct number, he re he reminds himself what season that was of Survivor and who the winner was. And then he just has to rem remember three names. Who was it again? Denise, Scabler, and... JT. So he wins um, and he gets the advantage. I don't know what y'all's thoughts are on just even having like this challenge for a final advantage or on Jake's strategy, if you have anything. I I like this particular challenge, but I don't like the fact that we have an advantage at this moment in the game. With the 26 days, it just feels unnecessary. It feels like they're trying to put it in just for the sake of like having a moment in the episode which they're successful in i just i don't like its placement here before this final five challenge um i think the final five immunity challenge should be like a head-to-head -head, give it all you've got nobody is ahead of anybody else that being said i love this challenge and i love jake using theater games and memory games to be a clever little boy like well, yeah. the strategy is good don't rush the counting figure it out and then go like commit to it commit to the bit but also my sweet clever little boy playing his games can i just say isn't this a challenge they did in an early season i need to look it up but there's a there's an oh, episode where they do this it didn't feel unfamiliar i don't think they um what's it called i don't think they unlocked a box like i think they had to get numbers and do something else with it but this but they were running all over the island yeah. and it was it was like intense this was like a sort of smaller version of that and people kept getting like mad wrong but also like i do love that jake was like you know what so i don't forget them i'm gonna do a cute little mnemonic device situation i was like come on king <laughs> use what you know about your life my favorite though i think i sent the tweet to you anna was when someone was like what were the numbers and he said denise <laughs> Denise JT um Gabler and they were like what the fuck <laughs> he's like sorry 18 whatever 18 but also trigger warning on Gabler showing back up on my television put it away put it away you can't escape from him that's <laughs> your curse it's actually my curse like I mm. I'm impressed that he like it like not having much food in your system not much sleep being on an island remembered the winners like remembered 18 I've no no not 18 which one was um denise denise was the hard one 25 yeah, yeah. yeah. 18 and token chains does kind of stay in my mind but denise's i would never remember that number so he's a true fan he's a true fan yeah i so. also just feel like other than vibe checking the fact that gabler came up with no warning um hold on there was something i wanted to say oh i just think that jake stacy you were like I can't believe on this little sleep and like with this much hunger, he doesn't mess it up. I mean, he fumbles the bag in every single moment <laughs> after this in the best, most lovely way. But like, it's just like, oh my gosh, you were so strategic. He also knew, right? Like he even said, he was like, I ain't fast. So yeah, I'm going to do this fun. slowly and methodically and get the numbers right. 
I am not going to waste my time running back and forth because he's like, I will absolutely lose. So there was strategy, but like, I think it took every bit of energy had left because then we're going to get into it with the immunity challenge and then the second immunity challenge. I sweet angel. But I think I, I agree with you. I liked his explanation of like, these are my strengths and therefore I'm going to use yeah. my strengths to pull ahead. Like, I, I just like when we get the the thought process. 100%. Which again, we, we got a lot of this season and this episode. So Especially thank you. this episode. Yes. Also, oh. the crabs were live crabs. I liked that. <laughs> I liked that. I, I, I don't know why, but it was delightful. <laughs> It's like, can they can they eat them after? <laughs> could they eat that stuff? Like the coconuts too? Like, <laughs> could they keep them? <laughs> Who knows? So yes, yeah, so we do then see Jake fumble a few times. So we get to the, the bag. <laughs> we get to the immunity slash reward challenge. And basically it is to crawl under an obstacle, dig up a machete, use the machete to drop a pile of sandbags, and then toss the sandbags into three baskets, releasing three numbers. And then those numbers go, they're really into the combination locks. So those numbers go to a combination lock to release a set of keys. Uh, and then you cl- you take the key, climb to the top of the tower, unlock the puzzle pieces and solve a three-tier puzzle, which we know as the Michelle Fitzgerald puzzle. <laughs> it is her puzzle. No one else owns it but her. But anyway, um, Jake's advantage is that he two of the sandbags will already be in the baskets. So he really just has to throw one um, sandbag into a basket to get his third number. Um, It does seem to me like a decent um, advantage where it's not like you're automatically going to win, but it does give you a time advantage. Um, And also just so you know, the reward was steak and potatoes, carrot cake and wine. I'll never get the carrot cake. (laughs) Like I just don't get it. I think Jeff likes carrot cake. (laughs) Or and he's like, like, everyone likes carrot cake, right? And it's like, no. I'm like, is that just more popular in Fiji? Because like, no. just do it's, chocolate cake. It's well, definitely I- a Jeff preference. I'm like, so- as the final reward too? Ew. And nobody was excited, visibly. <laughs> but he waited so long to say it. He was like, and carrot cake. And they were all kind of like, bummer and then he goes and wine if you choose to partake or if you like and then jake's like i like i like i like like, there he is it's just so weird to be like like i know everybody has different food preferences but why would you pick something that's like quite polarizing exactly just do chocolate cake that's common anywho so jake we see this challenge unfold jake is in the lead um and then he when he unlocks his key or when he What's what the word I'm thinking of? Chops down the sandbags, which is supposed to release the key. He le- he drops the key. Oh, no, when he pulls the thing out. Oh, after the combination thing. Yeah, yes. there. He, the key falls. He doesn't with you. It. Yes. And he just like runs to the top of the, the structure and then realizes, which I thought it was, I think I texted Anna, like, because Jeff says like, Austin has his key. And it felt like it was like, so that he would overhear. But when I watched the second time, I mean, Jake is also at the point where like he needs the key and then he's like, shoot, and turns around. So I don't know if he realized on his own or if Jeff gave him a little hint. But either way, it puts him behind and Austin ends up uh, completing the puzzle first. Oh, and we can't forget 
that at the because he like he catches back up almost but at the puzzle one of his pieces is like just hidden out of his sight like it's just in this weird position that he doesn't see it um and so he's like never gonna get the puzzle because <laughs> he's missing a piece um so austin wins he kicks the puzzle in michelle fashion um and then jeff has to go point out you know the puzzle piece was here the whole time so you had no chance <laughs> which is just really great for Jake's morale. <laughs> this, he's taken a lot of hits. This is a rough a couple days for him. Um, but yeah, so any thoughts you'll have on the challenge that we talked about the reward already, but the winner um, or Jake bumbling. I just have so many feelings on Jake <laughs> all the time. Like this episode was so hard to watch for that reason. Cause like he just can't catch a break. And when you think he's about to, and then you realize like he's done something wrong or like just by coincidence, like something's not right. My my heart was like sinking in my chest. Like when he couldn't find that piece and like the music does that like, whew, like it makes the like the music cues are there and the sound effects and Jeff's looking disappointed and he's getting frustrated and you're like, oh, I want to give you a hug and tell you it's all, like all going to be okay, but it's not going to be okay because this keeps happening. Like, oh, this was a hard episode to watch. Because you, because I was rooting for him so hard, and it just it just wasn't in the cards all season, but especially this episode and especially this moment and the next challenge. But we'll get there. But like, just hard to watch because he's a sweet baby. My bigger issue, I already said that Jake fumbled the bag twice. It was heartbreaking to watch because he'd finally he was like so excited and he was so proud of himself, and oh, it was really hurtful. But my bigger issue, and this is maybe a question that I have to ask Jeff, I I need to understand why they are building the towers on, like, up. Couldn't you just put them in the workspace and make six towers that are the same while they're flat and then just pick them up and put them? Yeah, and I didn't send you, did you see Carson's? post about this no because i stop telling people how to solve the puzzle he, he literally told he literally made a video of how to solve the puzzle i'll send it to you well, <laughs> and now I, they're never going to do it ever again so my question <laughs> is moot but couldn't you just put them flat i feel like that would be an easier way to do it than trying to like make them vertically i would just make that like i would just take all the pieces lay them out flat make six like um columns and then yeah. lift the columns up like i was like why are we building them vertically do you have to build them vertically now I can never use this strategy because Carson made this an, a challenge that no one's ever going to do on Survivor ever again. Love you, Carson. But like, stop doing that. That's how you won so many challenges when you were there. And that's why Jeff keeps changing things. And the fun part was that like, you're good. You're good. Anyway, sorry. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Because they're all the same height, right? Like all the... Yeah. yeah. No, the blocks are not all the same height. They're like small and like... But no, wait, like... You like when they're completed though like each yes okay, so okay that's why i'm saying like you could you could build them i feel like you could build them flat and then just See, lift them up i'm in the opposite camp i'm like i think visually it would be more helpful for me to build them standing but I'm, i'd be curious to know if they have to or yeah. if that's just the strategy of choice do they yeah, I don't know. I don't. We we got to watch Carson's video where he just he, he literally like he now has Perfect. printouts of it on his website for free, where you can just like print, like do this on your. Why own. would you do that now? Because 
<laughs> yeah, someone's gonna pro- some producer is gonna like email him and be like, hey, there's, oh. there's some contract or something, and you gotta stop ruining our games. You gotta stop ruining our game. Like what? No, but Jeff loves it. Like Jeff wants people to prepare, and that's the problem. No. Like he would love it if people are printing this challenge out so that they can do it at, at record speed. Well, that's true. Although, did you? Li- well, we'll get to it. But did you hear his podcast this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, because apparently- he's been annoying me. I haven't listened to it lately. <laughs> I do have good news. A quick side aside: um, Devin's isn't on it every time. Every season will be a new alum. So, like, Devin's is not on it. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Devin, I didn't need your input every week i'm hoping it's like kelly wentworth this time or something like that so oh no i don't like her either (laughs) but i like that it's gonna change that's cool but wait what did he say this week well so he just said um the fire making is now like being way too fast because they're given the kit that is the exact same thing so they're gonna go back to not giving them like the exact kit that they will use so it seems like That's he wants good. to take longer yeah like he's kind of like well now fire making is not the- it's like even if you weren't practicing all season once you get that kit you can like do it yeah so, yeah yeah oh that's very interesting yeah so he's like remember the year they gave them matches because they were so bad <laughs> bring that back oh where's God. the hour-long fire making <laughs> Okay, but either way, so yes, Jake unfortunately missed his opportunity, I, and it sucks because he really could have like. I mean, he does have an idol, but the, imagine if he had had the idol and he was immune that tribal. Then he could have absolutely saved Katora and told her about he it. Would, like it would. That's what I did like about this season is like so many small things truly could have changed the winner. Like it was. Yes. Like, Oh, so like, and I just like think about all these alternate outcomes now in my mind. So, but all right, let's get, let's move on. So um, Austin wins. He does take Jake though on the reward, which I, I feel like Dee was kind of like, oh, we're about to have a date night. She like, she absolutely was. <laughs> she looked a little bit pressed. Not like a lot, but like a little bit. And I will say like, when Jake was kind of explaining like how frustrated he was, I do feel like Austin looked really sad for him and was like, I'm just going to let him have the steak. Like, I feel like he was going to pick D and then he just felt so bad for Jake. So it's because Jake has those sad puppy dog eyes. Yeah. Like you saw it in final tribal with the jury. Like when he speaks, you feel like you feel everything he's saying. Yeah. And you can't like, what are you going to do? Tell me Kinko on the reward. I couldn't I do it. Think he did. I'm not strong enough. <laughs> I do think Austin like appreciated that it was competitive. Yeah. So I actually do think that was a genuine reaction of him being like, you made it really competitive. I almost didn't win. So like Jake, come on the reward. I felt like that was very honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like, fair. like sorry, D, but you were not really in this one. <laughs> so like, it's not really that fair. Honestly, her and Julie both. <laughs> I think at some point D was like, mm, not even close. <laughs> she said she was that. just like, go, 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 like in the background. Like, I was and like, she what? was like, you put us out of our misery. That's what she said. She was like, at least it's over now. So, okay. Back at camp while they are, while the boys are on the reward, um, Katura is pitching D to Julie. She's like, we, we have to break this up. Like we need to send D. D is going to win. Um, Julie is saying she wants to stay loyal like she feels like the jury's gonna want to see loyalty um so she wants to just stick with jake it'll be easier no one's gonna have an, an issue with that except jake um 
Then at the reward, Jake tells Austin about his idol and shows it to him and says he wants to get Julie out. Um, then when he when the guys return, Jake shows the idol to or tells Couture about the idol. No, he shows it. Yeah, he shows it. Um, and so she's like, oh, well, with this information, this is definitely our chance to blindside D. Like, this is this is our chance. So they have some back and forth about it. Like, Jake is considering it, but he's a little unsure. Um, and then there is a point where he's like, what do you want me to swear on? Like, I like we are going to do D. What do you want me to swear on? She's like, I don't know. You're Nana. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll swear my Nana. Um, so yeah, so that, and that's what we kind of lead into tribal council with. <sighs> so, and oh, and then I think also Austin and D talk and D is like, look, if you need to put Julie's name down, that's fine. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm still putting down Katura. But like, if, you know, if Julie goes home, that, I guess it was her time, basically. So any thoughts that y'all have on just the, the deliberations before tribal? Or should we just get to tribal? <laughs> I have two quick things, and I promise they're they're actually quick. <laughs> Number one, um, shocking that Austin just lets D do that because it's such clear jury management. And he's like, okay, <laughs> just like, we don't even hear from him at anything. Um, so I thought that was weird that he was just like, yeah, of course, keep Julie on your side now that I'm about to put her on the jury, whatever. And then something I was thinking her. about- he loves her he does <laughs> he's um what do they say whipped yeah. I, don't I don't know if we were allowed to say but that like yes yeah he's down bad he's down he's bad down bad <laughs> and um, unlike and then, Swift and Ta- Travis Kelsey she is not down worse she's no. just like there she's like I do like you yeah but you can stay but... as much as you like me which honestly work yeah <laughs> Um, and then the only other thing that I was thinking about with this, like Jake telling about the idol thing is, I don't think we've seen him lie at any point in the season, which like he hasn't needed to, cause he's been on the bottom and like, what does he have to lie about? So like, I wasn't shocked. I was disappointed, but I was like, you just can't, I think you're just overly authentic. Kind of like Emily where like, I don't think you have it in you to be able to lie. So I wasn't totally shocked by this. Yeah. I just was like, did you have to tell Austin? <laughs> like, I just don't. He had one glass of wine and he was drunk and he's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I really do think it was the wine. <laughs> well, it was also, it was Olivia Pope amount of wine in that class. I was like, why is there so much? This is comical. Like, it's actually comical how much wine is in here you look insane and it wasn't his fault it was production's fault but i was like <laughs> why is there so much wine in this yeah and he spilled okay. all his secrets but... all of them <laughs> so then you know we get to tribal and yeah we're not sure like is it are they gonna agree on d is it gonna be julie um and who is uh jake and use his idol on so at tribal jeff is just again reminding jake of the ways he messed up in the challenge and Jake's like, thanks, Jeffrey. Thank you. Thanks a lot. And Jake talks about how Survivors is about numbers, but also relationships. And it's like, it's not like it shifts from one point. Like, it's not like at the merge, it shifts. It's just always about both, which I thought was a cool, like, explanation. Um, and then at the voting booth, we do he- hear Katura say, like, 
I'm changing my vote because I'm just afraid everyone's voting for me. So we like we still don't know what the vote is, but it seems like in the last in the final hour she changes. Um, and then the votes are read. It's one vote Katura, which we know was D. One vote Jake. Wait, can you scroll over? Because I can't remember now. Okay, it's one vote Katura, one vote Jake, one vote D, two votes Julie. And then we realized Katura had changed her vote to Julie. So Julie goes home. Jake is like, oh, and I didn't mention this, but Jake uses his idol on Katura. <laughs> so I and you know the way she like reacted, where she's like. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like she was like, dang it! Like I should have put D. Like I feel like in that moment she's like, thank oh, she you. Absolutely no. It's like a thank you, but like no. <laughs> like why? So, what are y'all's thoughts on how this all went down, and even the aftermath? Because we know after they get back, Jake is pissed at Katura, but but Katura's like, I didn't really trust you. <laughs> like I couldn't trust you enough. I so mean. <laughs> okay, wait. So two things directly related to that. First, I don't blame Katora for not trusting him because he did look absolutely insane when he swore on his Nana. She's like, I can't trust your eyes. And he is fully like this, like, <laughs> what do you need me to swear on? And I was like, Jake, my guy, I love you so much. What is happening right now? Okay. And here's the thing. The thing that's frustrating about this move, it leads to the end outcome. Katora knows it was the wrong call. Jake is frustrated that he knows it's the wrong call. But both of them have very real reasons for why they did what they did. And that is the one the thing that I loved about the way it was edited is we know that Katora was like, if he had told me about that plan, I absolutely 100% would have trusted him. But because I didn't have any guarantee that he was going to do that other than his word, and he and I have not been on the same page the whole time, I had to just I had to do something to protect myself. Very reasonable. Jake, on the other hand, was like, I didn't want you to know because I didn't want that. I didn't want you to have to act at tribal council. Like, I didn't want you to have to, like, pretend or, like, fake it. And I was, like, so smart. Both of those are really smart reasons. In the end, you gave D a million dollars. <laughs> so, like, I'm not I'm not mad. I'm frustrated for you. I saw Katora tweeted last night. She's like, it was like, y'all, you know, and it was like. I can't believe you made that didn't make the move like you gave D a million dollars and she was like as if I'm not thinking about that every time I paint my rent like what do you mean what do you mean like thank you survivor fandom for pointing out this exact thing that I absolutely already know and regret every second of my life like leave me alone and I was like I was like girl I get it like I don't because I'm not experienced that but like I can understand because your reasoning was not wrong and neither was Jake's but the fact that that like it was just another time where like the bag was fumbled and I'm like I'm not even upset that Dean won I actually really came around to her in this episode it's just like every step of the way like it was a comedy of errors for Jake one after an, I was just like oh. Oh, I just I mean I get that he didn't want her to have to like act surprised but he also said something about like like he he even to the camera says this a lot like he wants some kind of big move too that the jury is going to be so like impressed with because he hasn't had the best game so I also think it was him wanting to like just do it on his own and just like surprise everyone and like save the day and I'm like but no luck. <laughs> so uh, I also don't know if he fully trusted her enough to say like if I play my idol on you that she wouldn't go back to the OG rebuzz and be like Jake's not playing it on himself because she's done that kind of a lot this season 
So I don't think he explicitly said that, but I was thinking it of like, oh my gosh, if he tells Katara he's going to play it on her, they're going to vote for him. Yeah. Like, and that would be, you know, just as okay, heartbreaking. That's, that's very fair. But I agree with you, Aggie. Like, I was, I'm much more happy to see mistakes, <laughs> mistakes in quotes, like this, where it's only a bad move because of the way that things ended. But it's not like a stupid move where they just didn't know what they were doing, you know? Yeah. And so I appreciate that we saw the full picture. It's not like Austin giving Julie his idol and being like, wow, that was stupid. You shouldn't have done that. It's like, oh, okay. I'm sad for the way that this worked out, but I get why you did what you did. Yeah. Ugh, but yeah, I'm sure I bet Katura like every night thinks about this moment. That is a hard pill. Like of all the mistakes Jake has made, I still think this one on Katura has got to be so hard to get past. Like I I would be talking to my therapist every week about this probably. Uh, but hey, she got money from Sia, so it's okay. And but, she deserved it. Yes. Makes it a little better, maybe. But okay. Um, where are we on here? Okay, so we already talked about after the vote, Jake and Katura kind of being um upset about it. Um so then we get to our final immunity challenge. So whoever wins this one gets to like pick who is gonna do fire. So for this, they need to maneuver through a grid of ropes while using a long fork to place a bowl on a perch. And they just have to avoid basically knocking the um, bowls over or like running into the grid of ropes. And they have to stack 17 bowls, which is a lot. It's too um, many. I, yeah, I know you said that. And on Jeff's podcast, he said like way before, like before the season started, when the dream team was testing these all out, they basically wanted to see what's the highest we can go that the shortest person can still do it. And D is the shortest person, apparently, like from the whole season. And they were like, I think at 17 bowls, like even D could do it. And it's just funny because like they didn't know D would be in, in the in the challenge. So and I mean, it was a stretch. She was above her head. <laughs> like it was it would definitely be easier for Austin than D. But OK, so um they are jake and d are neck and neck in most of this but then jake knocks us over um d has d doesn't drop the whole time ever i think everyone well i don't even remember oh yeah i think everyone else did knock there's over at some point maybe not katura but she was going so slow no right at the end she did uh, she had like 11 or something oh uh, yeah so they all knock except d i mean d is just very precise like I think I texted Anna during this like this just seems like a challenge Dean's gonna win like looking at her Instagram she does like CrossFit she does like yoga like it just seems like this is something she can be very like precise with um but also the other interesting part is when Jake breaks the game basically <laughs> and gets scolded by Jeff scolded is such a good word Stacey Jeff because Jeff is like if you break it you're done and then like I don't even think that Jake heard him no it's like this is where I'm just like oh my gosh Jake this is just like a nightmare I almost had to stop watching it was it was hurtful it was a tough watch oh poor Jake oh it's rough but D does win um and you know Jake apologizes for breaking it 
So I don't know if y'all have any thoughts on this challenge. Oh, it just made my heart hurt. Like I was so happy for D, but I was so broken for Jake. Because I think you're right. I truly don't think he heard Jeff. Like, I just don't think he even heard Jeff. And Jeff, I think, says something. What does he say? Oh, he's like, that's on you, man. Like, you can tell Jeff is big mad. And Jeff, Jake is, like, so pissed at himself. The number of times Jake made the face during this episode that was just like, God damn it. <laughs> like, I just, sweet, expressive theater boy. But, like, it was heartbreaking ouch, ouch. but it oh, made like God. watching d win even harder because i was like i so desperately want to be happy for her because she did an amazing job like that should not be understated but like she my heart was in my once. stomach like i couldn't breathe i thought i felt like i was gonna throw up <laughs> throw up is a great way to describe it i was like okay well at this point everyone's just sad you know what it was like you know like oh. when you're little and you go to your friend's house and their parents yell at them and you're like I don't I don't want to be here. I don't know what to do I'm not supposed to be here like I shouldn't be watching this <laughs> and then like everything's fine and it simmers but you're like I still have a weird feeling in my tum tum and I don't know how to process this <laughs> like, that's 100%. Exactly the feeling that it was of like oh my god his dad yelled at him and dad I watched. is yelling dad mm-hmm. is yelling like I have to go and then, like, we were supposed to just move on and have fun. Yeah. Uh, it was so uncomfortable. Um, but I also, it, it, I did, like, watching Dee because she's, like, telling herself. Like, she knows. She has this in the bag. She's, like, calm down. Relax. 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 Like, yes. like, you're fine. Like, you're so close. And then it just, and then she does it. So. Wait. I do think, on. though. Sorry. Stacey, nope. I think you said when you were explaining the challenge also that, like, being the smallest person like surely that was an advantage and nobody said like oh the challenge is like measured by like your height or whatever so yeah was it unfair maybe well oh like in her favor yeah i'm wondering uh two related points one maybe where your ropes were was like at your knee height or whatever because I feel like if they were all at the same height D would have had to like jump around That's like true. where the where the ropes were must have been adjusted for your height mm-hmm. my bigger thing is we have not talked about the meme ability of how they were walking through that rope <laughs> the high <laughs> stepping actually, the high stepping gave me the ick for everybody but like in a funny way like you know do you guys remember that meme of the dog in the boots that like couldn't put their feet down yes <laughs> yes 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 that's all I could think of the whole time. Stacey just said no with her heart. She, her full chest. She was like, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Literally just Google Stacey dog in shoes walking. <laughs> and it's like. Wait, hold on. Because it's afraid to like step on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I need the GIF. No, I need the GIF. The GIF is so good. But yeah, I think in the group chat, we were like, I couldn't do this. I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. <sighs> wait, okay. I'm going to look for it and find it and bring it back. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. No, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> like that gets at the vibe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And like I know they've done this challenge before, and I don't remember like noticing the high stepping like that. So I'm like, was it a different No, because Stacey, they didn't have the ropes. That was a new addition. Before you you oh. just you used to have to put the bowls on a thing. You didn't have to like not no. Oh. 
Wait, Anna, you are muted. I'm sure it's something super important. No, I was just saying in when we've seen this before, there's there was something that you couldn't knock over. You had to go like this through a thing. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But you didn't have to walk over shit. Oh, I kind of prefer the other one. Me too. Walk. I think walking over the thing added an absurd amount of difficulty to something that is already so hard. And then we had 17 bowls. Nah. <laughs> 17 is nah. so many. I know Jeff was like, even the shortest person could do it. I was like, yeah, but Jeff, you're asking them to high step over ropes yeah. in order also, to like, no, it's too many. It's 17 such a random freaking number. It like was, 15 would have been nice and rounded. Not rounded, but you know what I mean? Anna, it's definitely, like he said, the highest number that the short person could do. Yeah, they wanted them to suffer. They clearly wanted them to suffer. I didn't realize, yeah, that it's usually you just go between this like metal maze thing. I, yeah, I immediately noticed. I was like, I'm sorry, we've never had to high step to put these stupid bowls in place. And the you know, what, we do it. you know what else it reminded me of that I don't think we've ever seen since like survivor china the bowls like the actual just like white bowls or whatever bowls. that's such a good challenge bring back the bowl challenge honestly bring back the one where you have to hold the like things also that sari kept losing the ball thingy yeah arm ball also bring back just putting your foot up (sighs) i actually think it would be so difficult in the modern era because nobody has an attention span like I think people would find it so difficult oh my god I saw another tweet that was like I don't think I could be on Survivor because if I won a reward I wouldn't be able to eat without a little YouTube video playing okay so D wins and when they get back to camp she is like you know whoever wants to talk to me like we you know let's talk so Jake says he wants to make fire he feels like no matter what, this just for my like personal, like I've been through it and I just want to prove to myself I can make a fire and just win this. Because honestly, it's it is sad. Like he never won a an immunity challenge, right? And I just feel like no, because D and Austin won them all. Yeah, and Bruce. Like that's another thing I think about is like if Bruce has gotten had gotten further, would D or Austin maybe have like have been voted out? Because Austin was immune half this game. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah, where they Bruce were talking is in about... final three? No. But no, can you they kept saying like Austin never had his name written down. I'm like, yeah, because he was immune yeah. almost every time. I mean, D technically did have more immunity wins in the end. Like she had three and Austin only had two, but he was also like on a winning team, or like I didn't think that was as impressive for him because I was also like, yeah, because his whole alliance is there doing the Lord's work, getting them to write someone else's name. <laughs> yeah, and like, nobody called him out on that. I wish someone had. I remember thinking when they were like, oh, and I never had my name written down. It's like, maybe because you weren't a threat. <laughs> and people thought you were irrelevant. I certainly did. You weren't like that I counted him out until I, I felt like he did. We'll get to it. He gave a good final tribal answers most of the time and speech, but Anyway, sorry, I got ahead of myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jake, I mean, Jake is like, this is my last chance to just like have some pride from this game. So please let me make fire. Um, and Dee's like, okay. And then Dee tells Katura, like, I'm kind of afraid to bring you to the like final um, tribal. So I do think I'm going to have to make you do fire. Um, and then Austin wants to make fire because he, he just wants to be sure they can get Katura out. And he's just like, I mean, it wouldn't help, it wouldn't hurt my game <laughs> to also make fire at the end. Um, but 
he knows that D is like, I'm not giving you any more moves. Like we need to have the same <laughs> game or at least, you know, we need to stay at the same level as we are right now. Um, so she's not going to choose Austin. But then we see that Jake's maybe not as good at fire making as they thought. So we're not sure if she could change her mind and let Austin just handle it. Okay, so they get to the fire making. Um, I I just wrote down this quote because Jeff is just like, he asked Katura, you know, how are you feeling? Like, where's the anxiety in your body? And then he asked Jake and Jake says, I'm making a, I can't do his accent, but I'm making a fire. I'm burning a rope. I'm doing it as fast as possible. That's what's up. <laughs> that was his response. Jeff was like, okay, let's begin. So we see the I'm fire. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jeff also then referenced it like 12 times during the fire making competition, which went for like three minutes. So like. Yes, he did just say that. And then, and Jeff seemed like a little affronted. And then he was like, never mind. I can use this for content. Jeff can't make up his mind if he loves Jake or if he's annoyed by him. Speak on it, Anna. He cannot make up his mind. He's like simultaneously his favorite player ever of all time ever. And like, (laughs) and also he hates him. He's a flop. (laughs) Yeah, they have, they must have a complicated relationship. So, but then we see the fire, Jake does win over Katura. um it you know it's very sad for Katura because again i'm sure she's just thinking like i didn't even have to be in this position if i would have voted d out yesterday so um and then jake you know is very happy because it's like he talks about his 15 year old self and how this is just a, one of the best moments of his life and then i just love that Katura also gets to reveal she's a lawyer because we didn't talk about it but when julie leaves she's like you should go to law school <laughs> So I just loved that drop at the end. Okay. Any thoughts about fire making or should we just get to the the breakfast? I'm just curious what you guys think about the point before they, before D makes her decision and she says she's afraid to bring Katara because the jury likes her. Do you think that was real? Do you think that's really how D felt? Or do you think that that's just what she said to make Katara feel better if she then goes home and is on the jury? Like, because to me, I interpreted that as D doing jury management uh, because it, I think she would have had an easier chance beating Katura than Austin. Do I think that she thought she would have an easier time beating Austin than she did? Yes, I also think that. But I think she was well aware that she had a better chance beating Katura and still didn't bring her. I think... I actually... I do think the one thing that was kind of like a theme, which I think is related to Katura like revealing that she's a lawyer because it wasn't just D who said this Austin said it Jake said it like I think even Julie said it at one point like Katora is really good at um what's it called like explaining like public herself. speaking <laughs> yeah like basically public speaking but also like explaining her thinking in a way that convinces you that what she did was the right thing even when it wasn't that strategic mm-hmm. like because I think on a I think on a viewer standpoint Katora's game looks pretty bad but from Katora's standpoint, it probably sounds really good. That's a fair point. And yeah. so I think that is more what it was, not so much like, because I think if if D was to sit down and be like, resume-wise, I should beat Katora. Like 100%. But she also brought up a good point, which I hadn't thought about. Katora was never on the wrong side of the vote. Mm. She voted correctly every single time. And was someone who people were not concerned about, but she did play a part in every single person going home. And I think the the way that it was brought up, because no one was talking about that, and then it came up, I was like, 
either Katura has said something and that it like brought to their mind they're like oh fuck she actually does know what she's doing um I don't know I don't know where that like idea came from but that's more what I thought of not her ability like because I agree with you on paper it's a slam dunk to bring Katora and mm. I love her it's a slam dunk to bring Katora though yeah well I started I don't know if I was texting you Anna or my friend Mackenzie but I started thinking like I think the edit just always showed Katura like talking about Bruce <laughs> for so long. But it to me, it seems like actually she was like very well liked and like and was very good at speaking. So they were like, and I think even Julie saying you should go to law school, I think it's like she's actually more persuasive than we yeah. realize because she's just always been talking about Bruce. <laughs> also, and, I think, oh, sorry, Stacey, finish and then I'll, I'll add well, that. So I just, I think like she had more like influence in the game than maybe the, the edit showed basically so I so to answer your question I think D was serious because even when she's just talking to Austin she's like I mean we don't want Katura there <laughs> like we do not want her there so whoever can take her out so yeah I also think there were more women than men on the jury and Katura had talked to the women significantly and shared like very personal things about her life and why this game was so important to her the women all had that like really emotional time at the sanctuary I can't imagine that was not shared with Kelly and Kendra at um mm -hmm. what's it called at Ponderosa so I just feel like and realistically the men voted Austin minus Caleb <laughs> so I like I think Katora had Katora been there I think it would have been split between D and Katora to be honest I think the women really like Jeff did say, which I'm getting ahead of us, but like Jeff does say, like this really is a season where it was based on relationships. And I think because like you said, Stacey, her edit was so much about Bruce. We didn't always see it, but there are, I think if we were to go back and rewatch it, we'd be like, actually, Katora has a lot of good relationships with a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it was legitimate, but the edit didn't make it feel as legitimate as it probably was. I think that's a good point, Stacey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you both made great points. Thank you. So, okay. Where are oh, yeah. So she reveals she's a lawyer. Okay. So now we get to the breakfast and the, just the morning after um, when it's just the final three. And I just kind of, I can't really remember last season or the one before if they did this where like, it was kind of a mixture of, what is it called? It's not fallen comrades. What is it, it is fallen comrades. Is there some other term too? It's like, um, torch walk. Uh, is that maybe? That's uh, what they used to call it when they would do a torch walk. Called something, and then they talk about the fallen comrades. Like the little message says, "Like remember your fallen comrades." But the actual like journey is called something. I'll like look it up. I'll look it up. Okay. But anyway, they used to do it like legit. <laughs> yes, like walk and like yeah, the torch. We have like a ceremony in whatever culture they were in. God, I miss it. See, I used to hate it. <laughs> remember, I was always like, I don't need this. But I liked this one because it was like they were talking about each person while eating. But then like we also saw the jury's thoughts on just like where their head is at right now. So it was like a, a mixture of the two. Um, so we do that. Um, well, I guess that was my main point was just what y'all thought of that mixture. Because did they do that last season where it was like woven in both ways? I don't know if the final three talked about the jury, but the jury definitely talked about the final three. Rites of passage is what's it called, okay. what it's called, Stacey. Yes. Yes. I looked it up. 
It was but, yeah, they had in Survivor Caramoan, which was 20 seasons ago. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it back. But yeah, we heard from the jury, I think the last two seasons, but this felt much more natural hearing from the final three. And like, as they brought up someone's name, then we saw them. It just, it felt really stark before. So I liked this. When I heard how some of the jury people were talking about, like even Jake and Austin, I was like, oh, is this going to be like closer than we think? So I don't know if y'all had that feeling where you were like, oh, they actually, there's an argument for all of them. I think Stacey, you and I were texting when I think it was Kendra brought up Austin and we were like, what the heck? Like it was so random. But I, I mean, I guess it really wasn't that random. But in the moment I was like, girl, what? Yeah. Sorry, I should also issue a correction. Kendra voted for Austin, but also like, are you in love with Austin? I'm confused. Um, earlier I said the girls it all voted seemed for. Like it. Yeah, the girls all voted for D, and they did. But the bigger swing vote situation was that Caleb voted for um, Katora, but Austin or uh, Kendra voted for Austin. Anyway. Um, did I say it? Caleb voted for Katora? Yeah, that didn't Caleb happen. voted for That's D. Okay. It's fine. I'm tired. Um, so many names. So I fun. wrote down the my. I thought the most. This is where I knew D was gonna win. Like confirmed. Like I kind of knew when we, when she won final immunity for certain. I was like, it's kind of her. She kind of has it locked up. I was surprised, like you said, Stacey, with how many of the jury members did bring up the other people and have legitimate things to say about them. I think even Caleb would have voted Jake had he felt like that would be a worthwhile vote. Um, but I think he knew that like other people weren't going to vote Jake. And then as tribal council went on, he was kind of like, eh. but Kelly said D had the relationships that made people not want to vote her out, even though they knew it was in their best interest. Mm. And I think that was a really, really succinct way of explaining D's strength mm. because she was different from Boston Rob because they had the same I've compared her to her a lot but then as I looked back I was like actually she did it differently because Boston Rob would like herd people and like not let them talk to each other and D very was like go talk to people get some information but at the end of the day what I want is going to be what happens um and it was because of her strength of relationships with people because I do think that's why Katora balked at the end with Jake in that, that last vote before fire is she could trust D more than she could trust Jake. And mm -hmm. D was the person she knew would win. Like if D was left, D would win. But she was like, I actually can't trust Jake to get her out. So I'm, I'm changing my vote. Like that speaks to D's power. I think. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. I do think Kelly put it a very good way. Um, yes. Oh, wait. Sorry, <laughs> I, have, I have one more. I have one more thought about Jake before we go to final tribal. Sorry. Okay, You'd say that first then. Okay, so my only other thing is the the three of them. So we do this like fallen conference thing, and then each of the three of them has their own sort of confessional to explain why they think they should win. And I do think Austin and D kind of were like, we're gonna have to kind of go at each other a little bit. But Jake was like, I've done a lot more with a lot less. In yeah. that I took swings, I tried to change things, and I had no help. And I actually was like, I think that he, that to me showed lawyer brain, where he was like, I am going to convince you that I deserve to be here. And it was very impressive. Okay, sorry, I'm talking so yeah. much. I just really enjoyed this episode. I did, I did like that he brought, or that that was kind of his like strategy going into it. Um, my only other thing was, 
I like I was surprised that some of the jury were saying these things about people. And then I was like, I mean, maybe the producers are just like, you have to talk about Austin. You have to talk about. Jim. Yeah, a little bit, I think. And then I think they cut them in. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, it doesn't mean that's like their main person, but they just had to say something nice. OK. Anywho. So we get to the final tribal. I wrote down all the questions. I mean, we don't have to like read everyone's questions. There's only what? seven or whatever i can't remember but um i think some that stood out were well kendra starts and kendra like <laughs> it's funny i've seen a lot of people compare her to drew barrymore <laughs> and like jesse's texted me that she was like i'm getting drew barrymore vibes from her and like um the drop your buffs podcast has like a meme about that it's just funny but she was really like in her feelings and so I think her question was something about um she was just very expressive with hers but she was like how did you just take this game by the horns and make it your own and so that was kind of the starting point um but then we get some more questions about like what was your biggest like fear that I think brought up some different emotions like Jake talks about fear of failure um and then we get more like strategy questions too like I feel like um was it who was it well Drew kind of asked like what did you bring to the re before um and someone else asked something but we eventually also get to the point where um they're talking about like their moves in the game and um why can't I think of it Austin is kind of like well I know that D did not tell Julie like somehow some other way Julie found out about her name being the name and then it leads to D being able to say, actually, <laughs> you don't know this, but I am the one who told Julie and I couldn't tell you because like I this is what I needed to happen. I mean, to me, that was the moment D won for sure. She was already doing good in the argument, but that was that anytime like someone thinks they knew what was happening in the game and you're like, nope, actually, that was completely wrong. And like the person's on the jury who can confirm it. I feel like you like you're showing that you didn't have a pulse on the game as much as you thought. So I feel like that was the nail in the coffin. Um, and I also feel like towards the end, they stopped asking Jake things <laughs> or it just like didn't like they started asking about the Reba four. Jake's like, I mean, that I wasn't a part of that. <laughs> I just had to fight to get here without that. So that was kind of my take on the um, final tribal. Let me see if there are any other questions that really stood out. Oh, yeah, I think it was Kelly who asked, like, what, how did, oh, Kelly asked, how did you, like, execute, like, you had advantages, Austin, but, like, how did you use them to your benefit? And that's when Emily's like, yeah, like, you gave your idol to Julie. <laughs> that wasn't, that didn't benefit you. So things like that came out. But, and then, of course, someone asked about the showmance as well. So what stood out to y'all or just what was your impression of the, all of their arguments for Final Tribal? Oh boy. Okay. First thing before I forget with regard to like <laughs> the questions about advantages and idols, because I agree they were kind of like, yes, Austin, you had a bunch of stuff, but like, did you really use it in the best way? But then they still voted for him in the end. Or I know not everybody did, but he got a substantial amount of votes. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I don't know, Jake had stuff too. And like, his ideas of like, this is what I wanted to, but I didn't execute it. And it just seemed like they somehow valued that more in Austin than they did Jake, which I just thought was an interesting tidbit. But as far as the overall questions go, like it did steer unfairly towards D and Austin, just with like three before the showman's because they kind of came as a pair, they got more directed questions that were serving the both of them. 
And so we kind of started off with these like more emotion-based questions where everyone could contribute, but also I was like, get to the real stuff, like ask them about their moves. But then when we finally did that, it was just D and Austin. And I think there were a couple of questions that were like, by the way, to pivot back to Jake, you didn't really make any moves. Like talk to us, like tell us about what you were doing. But it did feel unfairly balanced in that way, just because so many of the questions for D and Austin were questions for both of them at the same time, which <laughs> worked out for them. And they argued their case and they did it well, but it just felt like, I know a lot of the jury members were like, we're undecided, we're coming into this and like, you have to convince us. But it it felt very much like they were already decided in the questions that they were asking. No, what do you think, Aggie? I have a few thoughts. <laughs> um, first, I think there were moments where, Anna, I agree with you. I do think they kind of shifted away from Jake a little bit. I shifted away from Jake after the first question when they asked, how did you take the game by the horns and make it your own? And then he gave a very emotional answer, but didn't tell me anything about the game he played that could have led to follow-up questions where he actually explained what he did. Because I think something that was really great that I... Anna, you were on the phone, but that I said earlier was that I think Jake, he had in his mind, he was like, I did a lot more with a lot less. Like there was so much that he actually did attempt to do. And I think that's what he should have focused on in that first question. He'd be like, I was really, I love this game. I'm so excited to be here, but also I wanted to make big moves. I wanted to get out people. You saw me argue at tribal councils weekly, like do something. You are number six out of six. One of you is number six do something um and people just like weren't willing to budge and so I was fighting from the bottom the whole time I just feel like he should have at the beginning from the outset really been like you're counting me out but it wasn't my fault um and then I think other people might have asked him more questions but because he got very emotional in that moment and I'm not saying being emotional is a bad thing I actually think it should be valued so much more but I think because of that, because he didn't actually give them anything to ask about, he became irrelevant after that. And it's not his fault, but he just like, well, it kind of is his fault. He should have answered differently. But after that, the questions, he there was nothing to follow up about that. He's like, I really liked playing this. I love this game. And I tried hard. And it's like, what did you do to try hard? I just think like there was a little bit, there was one moment, <laughs> Caleb, I think, brought up the question um, which I thought was interesting. He basically directed it right at Jake. And he was like, what did you do that I couldn't? Because our stories are pretty similar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, actually, Jeff, you should take that one and talk about how it was never a full 13 people voting after he was on the chopping block with his shot in the dark. That one's actually a question for production, Caleb. It has nothing to do with Jake. Um <laughs> But then Jake deflects. He's like, I didn't do anything differently. Like, I got lucky. And Drew literally is like, bitch, you did things. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was, was the century. Was like, that's where I was like, Jake, yeah. do you want the million dollars? Or are you just so, like, beaten down by this process at this point that you're like, you know what? I can't win. I do yeah. think you had a shot. But the I way he answered was, and I think it was a really good stark contrast to Austin, who I thought had no shot in fucking hell. And I know, Anna, you were like, he didn't, I actually found Austin so fucking compelling in this final tribal. I've never found him compelling. <laughs> I found him hot. 
but I have never found him compelling television until the final tribal. At final tribal, he had a response to D every single time. It was never aggressive or mean or angry, but it was well thought out. It was well executed. He was able to explain his thinking. And then he literally also like, he was so respectful when D brought out that information of like, oh, by the way, I did this. Not only was he in love, the hard eyes were so obvious, but he also was just like, wow, that was pretty impressive. But it didn't, the way he responded didn't negate what he said. He was like, like his original thing was like, uh, we didn't know about Julie, like it was a mistake. And then D said her piece and he was like, but if you think about it from my perspective, it's kind of the same. Like whether or not she did that, I didn't know. So like I made the move based on what I thought it was. And so I, I really respected Austin in this final tribal. I was like, he's going to get votes. I apologize for yelling, but I just. (laughs) No, you made a good point that I hadn't thought about because I was frustrated because I felt like when that first question got asked and I agree with you, Jake was very much like high concept. Like this is how I felt. It was very Mm -hmm. emotional and the jury responded to it, but I felt like Dee and Austin also gave very similar answers, but the difference being like, as you pointed out, people were already aware of the moves that they made. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't they didn't need to put it out there in that opening question the way that Jake did. I hadn't thought about that because I was frustrated because I was like, they said the same thing. I Well, I guess I was trying to think of it compared to like Jam Jam from last year because I feel like Jam Jam did a really good job of like, he made them laugh. He like pulled in different emotional things, but he was also like, but these were the things I did <laughs> that like I knew what I was doing. And I kind of feel like that's how Dee's final speeches went, or final tribal mm-hmm. went as well. Where like, because she did, there was some, oh, when Julie was like, well, maybe I'll just vote out Austin. She was like, no, girl, like, no, I'm saving you. Like, but like she'd said some things that were kind of funny, but then was also like, but I knew what I was doing and like what I wanted to happen happened. So, and she just, I like, I mean, I think I wanted to at some point go back to like our castaway of the week every time just for us to look. Because I think I chose her a few times. She the whole season like she just seemed very confident and not like pushing too much not like panicking too much like I think the one thing she was stressed about was should I tell Austin about um voting Drew out but overall like she just seemed very steady and like not that like what's the word like it just seemed like being on survivor did not like distress her so like she to me i feel like this is how she probably is in her daily life and i don't know i think she is pretty like adventurous and just does all these things she just seemed very like steady the whole time so even in final tribal i just felt like she responded to everything very well she was very like careful with how she described things, even like revealing to Austin, like I lied to you, but she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, this is why I had to do it. Like the, it just, I think some people, like, I think someone could have gotten too cocky with that and been like, actually jokes on you. Like you didn't know this, but she just did it in such a like nice way. So yeah, I just, I feel like it was just hers to win or lose. And she, she did great. (laughs) So I will say, I'm so happy that she won, but I just wish, I wish multiple things. A, I wish Jake had gotten one vote. Yes, because I love him, but also because I freaking hate the final three when it's two people. Like, just make it a final two. But also, if he had gotten one vote and then it was a tie, 
A, it would have been more interesting, second tie ever, and B, it would have been full circle end of story for Jake, who would get to get to have some say in how the game ended. Yeah. That yeah. just would have been like narratively perfect in my mind. But that's not what happened. And I'm happy for D. But yeah. final three, and nobody ever gets that third that third person never gets a vote. Like I get know. rid of it. I'm like, are they, they might need to reevaluate this to go back to two. Cause what's the point? <laughs> like, Literally. I don't know the last final three where everyone got a vote, but I know winners at war, Michelle got no votes. And I don't think and like, she absolutely should have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and I it? feel like people have gone on record since the season and been like, mm, we should have, <laughs> we should have voted for her. I I at least wanted to just go to more ties then and let the third person decide. This would have been such a perfect tie. Like I okay. said, like you could have had this moment for Jake to say like, okay, I got one vote, but now it's up to me. Me who's tried so hard to do something in this game, I finally get to be the one to decide what happens. Like yeah. it's rights itself. And he's, uh, somewhere, I don't know where I heard, saw this, but he said he would have voted for D. So like it wouldn't change the outcome, but he'd have a say. Yeah, <laughs> I think he was talking about it in the after show of like, as they were still talking in Final Tribal, he was like, oh, gosh, I better start thinking about who I'm going to vote for. Yes, exactly. So um, The last time that three people actually go at votes was 35. So literally, literally 10 seasons ago. Oh, wow. Dang. Well, so yes, D wins. They bring out the... Sh- okay, they didn't bring out the pizza for a while. It was just champagne. Like, I was concerned that they weren't getting... But food. as soon as you texted, where's the pizza? They brought it out. Yeah. But <laughs> I was, was like, crazy. Was all drinking champagne, but no food. Um, but yeah, I don't know how y'all felt about the after show. I just wrote down a few things that stood out, which was... At one point, D said, I knew I was going to be a millionaire or marry one. <laughs> and I don't think she was talking about like in the game, but just like in life. Um, I I would just like, D, if you're listening, I think you should write a memoir. And I think it should be the money and the man because you got both. <laughs> like you, you're living the dream right now. You won a million dollars. You found a man. Your man's not even like mad that you beat him. Like it, it all worked. Like he's actually he honestly wait a little bit to see if this relationship has legs, and then you can write it. (laughs) Or respectfully, still go marry a millionaire. (laughs) Double whammy. Maybe marry another, a previous uh, survivor winner. (laughs) There you go. Hold the phone because I feel like they're all (laughs) married. A lot of them are married. Well, a lot of them won for their wife i'm looking at you jeremy collins maybe she'll be, she'll uh marry the winner of four, season 46 there you go is gabler single i'm just kidding <laughs> See, i don't man, think he is you're the one bringing him up <laughs> because i had i was traumatized this episode traumatized oh my gosh but anyway yeah we should at least wait and see if the relationship you know continues but Oh, okay. And then also there was just the reveal because I guess I didn't realize Julie had not told them she was a lawyer. <laughs> they didn't know that. So that was another reveal. Jake was a different type of lawyer. I don't remember, but I don't, I feel like even he Jeff- said he was a public <laughs> defender because he didn't want people to like think he was so mean because uh, he's actually a prosecution lawyer. Sweet. Also, we know, he, we know he wants to be a theater teacher. So like, yeah, like no one, you don't actually want to be a lawyer. Don't fucking lie don't lie to me um and then of course jeff had 
I still think Jeff's favorite player was Drew based on his podcast alone. So he had Drew compare Survivor to to a liter, literary genre. And then he just a little, a little ad for Survivor. So those are the things that stood out to me. But I don't know. What Did y'all have any takeaways from the after show? Wait, you're going to hate to hear it, but we didn't talk to Jake enough. <laughs> um, I have two thoughts. First, I have to rewind to final tribal because I have things written down that I didn't bring up. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about Emily saying, if you spend one cent of this money on that boy, I'm going to come to Miami and take it from you. We, we just breeze past that, Stacey. You didn't even put it in the plan. <laughs> it's the most iconic part of the whole episode. I was like, speak on it, Emily. Speak on it. There's also so many funny tweets of people being like, she buys Austin coffee and Emily just like loses her shit. Like, it's so funny. Like, it's so extreme in a way that is like absolutely absurd. Like, I just, it's so important to me. This is Emily Flippin, literal queen. Like, <laughs> and now not literal queen, but like, you know, being literal. Now feels like a great time. To remind us all that I said Aggie would love Emily and I was crucified. No, Stacey. I, here's the thing, Stacey. You have rewritten this in your mind. You did not say I'm I would gonna love roll the her. tape. I'm Stacey, gonna find it. You did not say I would love her. You said she reminds me of you. And to be clear, from the picture and the vibes in the first episode and prior to playing, that was insulting. It was the video where she Stacey <laughs> prior to playing. It was insulting. But she knew. She was right. You cannot deny You're that. Not Ultimately, wrong. she was right. <laughs> you, I, I'm giving you your flowers. You were right. But you keep saying, I said she would like her. No, you didn't. You said she it reminds me of you. She hates Gabler, which no, I can't Stacey, wait to see them don't at a try, watch party. Don't try to explain it again. I can't wait to see them at a watch party, though, Gabler and, and Emily. And you would say that. You would say, don't spend this money on a man. You know you would say that. Stacey, I'm not disagreeing with you there. We'll never get past. You know, we have we had another witness, which was Alex. We can bring him back to mediate this. <laughs> nah. He was this there. Is, this is an internal struggle. <laughs> anyway, let's fast forward back to the after. Oh, wait. Okay. One last thing about Final Tribal. Why did Caleb yell Jay as he was walking that. into the hut? I don't know what it meant. Was he pretending to vote for Jake? I'm confused. Did that happen at that tribal where someone yelled Jay, like Jay Maya? I think Jake yelled Jay because after, um, like what, this was before they knew the thing was going to work. The, the. Hot in the dark. Yeah. I think I need to go back and watch, but I think Jake. I have no idea what this is a reference Loudly. So I think he was just doing that. But when I watched it at first, I thought he said Jake. And I was like, but you didn't vote for Jay. I don't get it. <laughs> but do you know Anna? Oh, so it was a callback. I didn't I even notice this. I had uh. no idea what he was talking about. Anyway, okay, last thing. Um, Jeff decides to be the Chris Harrison of his own show and be like, how is our show so successful at putting people together? And Kendra goes, Jake, I've been waiting years to answer this question. And then specifically talks about the star signs of Austin and D. And I was like, I'm going to vibe check you, Kendra, because there's actually so many reasons why real lasting connection would be forged on Survivor and not on a fake show where they pay for all your dates. And then when it goes away, you're like, wait, I don't actually like this person. Like I could write a whole thesis on once why Survivor is a better place to find a man than The Bachelor. And you talked about the star signs of D and Austin. I'm actually pretty mad that you didn't go deeper onto why this is a real answer and a real question. 
that's my thoughts on the after show also season 46 that preview gave me nothing (laughs) nothing not one iota also why are they giving him a buff in the that's what i want to know i was like is that normally how they do it and he just had a weird reaction to it so they were like gotta put that in the promo that's what i want to know like was this he's already like i don't understand when he got this buff I think it's just the start of the game. I think it's giving Carolyn energy where she was like, wait, what was the question? And they're like, tell us your name. (laughs) Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't, why is this in the edit? But it gave me nothing. Also don't show me their audition tapes. I don't want to see them. It is weird. They're doing that a lot now. I don't want to see them. Honestly. I think it's, it's to give that air of like, they're just like you, like this could be you. Jeff is already saying that every time the commercial breaks. So I don't, yeah. I don't need that. Also, like, everyone who's wanted to apply to Survivor has. Like, except me. Who are you finding? Stacey. <laughs> oh, Stacey. I thought you did. No, I chickened out. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta get this. We gotta get it going. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm just excited to see like who the cast is for 46, really. But I do every time they show a preview like of the next season after the one that we've just watched has ended. I'm like, I hate all these people. They're not going to, I'm not going to like any of them. They seem boring. I don't know them. They're strangers. But you know what else? Well, I'm also starting to wonder, are the people from like the upcoming, like, do you think people from season 45 were at Bryson Wen last year? I do. They have been in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to be like, I just want to like scope out people and like get to know them before we like see their season. Cause yeah, I think some of them were there, but we, we had no, I mean, including Bruce, but we had no idea. So it's just interesting. Yeah. Um, which that's, this is just another plug for like Bryson when present is where all the players want to be. <laughs> so <laughs> those clips were telling. Yeah. We're, um, we're hoping, you know, to be at the next one. We can't do the December one when it's in LA. But if the next one's in uh, New York, we'll be there. So, yeah, baby. <sighs> okay, let's wrap this up. Are we going to vibe check, Jeff? I think that's all we have left. We cause... always must. Yes. Sorry, that's part of this. <laughs> I will say I was wearing my brand new Jeff Probst shirt. Thank you, friend of the pod, Liesl, for my shirt. I'm going to start wearing that to, for finale days all the time. But that doesn't mean we're not going to vibe check him. <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. We still have complaints. So Aggie, we're going to let you start with your vibe check. My unserious vibe check is not telling me that Gabler was going to be in this episode. Uh, I just, you have to warn people. Also, where did they get, like, what is that B-roll of him on the beach? Uh, you, like, you went back to season 43 and you were like, I'm just going to show Gabler rubbing his beard on the beaches of Fiji as fucking Jake talks about him. So that's my unserious answer. Um, My serious answer is him scolding Jake like he was his father. That's on you, man. (laughs) It like, oh. It was so dad, it hurt me. (laughs) But like in a good way. I was like, honestly, Jeff, I get it. But yikes. Oh my gosh. mine is super similar it's when the missing piece of the first immunity challenge and jeff after it's over i think we mentioned this he he has to point it out but he does it in the most like condescending karen can i speak to the manager way where he's like congratulates austin and then he comes over to jake and he's like i just want to point something out 
I'm exactly. like, why are you such a mean girl? Why are you such a mean girl? Oh my gosh. He could have said it in such a different way, but he's like, actually, did you notice that you made a mistake? I just have to point this out. Shame on you, Jeff. You're like kicking him when he's down. He's been down the whole time. He, yeah. <laughs> because then- of being kicked so many times. Bye, Jeff. Kick it up. And my vibe check, it's literally just a sequence because mine is when he reminds him at tribal of all of this. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake is like, thank you, Jeff. I just really needed a recap. Thanks for doing it for me. <laughs> well, I had forgotten, actually. So it's important that you brought it back up. Oh, no. So basically, Jeff stopped bullying Jake. That's our vibe check. But wait, the theme of I- this season, though, is let's bully Jake. Let's so Jeff had to get in everyone on it. did it. Everyone did it. I just want to say really quickly to be nice to Jeffy P for two seconds. I did see a very funny tweet. It wasn't really funny. It was kind of sad from someone from Big Brother that was basically like, um, it sounds like everyone still has a relationship with Jeff. The way I think Julie knew my name, the episode I went home. I've never spoken to her since. I spoke to her in the Big Brother house. Like, I haven't spoken to her since. She doesn't care about a single one of us. Like, the fact that they have his number, call him up, actually give a shit about this show is so nice. And I was like, Jeffy P! Uh, I also, to unvibe check him, him holding D while she, like, leaned over to hug him when she got immunity was actually so touching and tender. And I just really enjoyed it. He normally isn't nice in a hug. And it was really cute. So... That's me ending this season on a high note. You're welcome, Jeffrey. You're welcome. There you go, Jeff. You got some some positive um, vibes as well. <laughs> also, are we certain his name is Jeffrey? I thought about it when... Um, it's like- funnier if it's not. <laughs> yeah, but like... Um, also, Jake said Jeffrey the way I say Jeffrey, and I really lost it. Jake, if you're listening, we would love to have you on the pod. One of us. One, One of, of us. us. Like come be on the pod we'd love to talk to you um but yeah it just like it was so me coded when he was like hey jeffrey i was like that's how i would also speak to him and that's important anyway sorry i'm done now well those are our vibe checks um i think our fans have spoken i mean i think we got one from jesse okay our friend of the pod jesse said austin winning the greatest prize of all love (laughs) and you know he is that's true, but but D one love and a million dollars. So I'm 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 Team D on this one. But I think aside from that, we did have people in our post from the day of kind of predicting who they thought would win, and several said D. I think it was just it was clear that she earned it, and it was hers to win or lose. So congrats to D. We are excited for you. Um, but every, all the final three did well. We were, it was a good final three. So, and we do wish Katura was there, but it's okay. You did your best. Sia still gave you a hundred thousand dollars. So it's okay. All right. I don't think we have any rapid fire, but it's been a long episode. So we're going to wrap up here and say, thank you for following along with us this season. Another successful survivor season and we'll be back for 46 we might also be back sooner than that since the traders uh season two is coming out so we'll see um but yeah just keep you know keep talking to us in our dms we like to chat with y'all 
and everyone have a happy holiday season and we're out bye bye <laughs> okay. team anna forever team what oh yeah and and yes we have team to give our- anna stacy <laughs> we have to give our but final to anna for once again <laughs> smoking us in- no it was worse this year i'm sorry she worse pushed the final you. three no, that's what I'm saying. Like, definitely worse for me and Stacey. Stacey, we did worse this year than we've done any other year. I give up. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I'm ranking them by hotness next year and picking them in a random order. I am not actually doing research. I give but There's up nowhere there. to go. There's nowhere for me to go but down. So but you did that it, last season. <laughs> you and then you I... literally went up. Like, there is a place to go up. You pick the final, final five. Like, I don't know what you mean. Like, what do you mean there's no place to go but down? You, you literally could do better. So Anna lives to see another win and we'll, I guess, try again next year or next season. All right. But thanks for escaping reality with us again. And we will see you next time.